Faith, virtue, knowledge, and self-control uh, that we've talked about so far are all great uh, stones that go in the foundation for victorious living. Jesus said that uh, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I come that you might have life and that more abundantly. He came that we would have uh, and live an abundant life, and I believe he's given us some keys here in Peter uh, that we can really apply to our life uh, and live a victorious, abundant life. Last time, we talked a little bit about self-control. I just want to mention that we, we, I really kind of focused on, uh, use some examples of sort of diets, you know, when we try to, you know, with what we eat. Uh, it's, it, there's a problem sometimes with our self-control. But I want to tell you, self-control affects so many areas of your life, uh, like being on time. You know, you're late all the time, that's self-control. All right? I'm, I'm not trying to step on your toes, but I'm just telling you, being on time to church, that's called self-control. <laughs> It's amazing to me that when we go to work every day, uh, we can be on time to work for that man or woman, but for the man, uh, it's difficult for us sometimes, uh, you know, to be on time. Uh, or, uh, you know, whatever it might be, you know, whatever we're asked to do. There are times when we call meetings or we tell someone, I'm going to meet you for lunch, and, uh, and then we're late to that thing, you know. It's a little thing called self-control, all right? Uh, what about if you have uh, homework? <laughs> Come on, we've been in school before, young people, and uh, got an assignment. Oh, thank God, this assignment is not due until October 27th. So I got a whole month. And then all of a sudden, October 25th, we got to do an eight-page paper, even though we can double-space it and do Times New Roman font 12, still... <laughs> You know, we, we haven't done the research. We still got to, well, I guess those old people who used to go to the library, but you got to Google it, go ogle. You got to, you know, we got to go through all this stuff, and, and uh, we just wait till the last minute. It's a little thing called self-control. And so uh, self-control is something that we must add to our life if we want to be victorious. We can't be out of control. Uh, I just, I love that quote I gave last week from Lyndon B. Johnson's wife when he was president, and she said, how can you control or run a nation when you can't run yourself? <laughs> you know, he was, he was thinking about his weight and how he was overweight, and so it's so true, self-control. We need self-control. So, so far, we're seeing that God is giving us practical attributes that we can add to our life, but not only can we add these attributes to our life, we can develop them. Once we add them, that's not it. We need to continue to develop these attributes. And because God wants to deal with the whole person, uh, we move on from just these four. Remember that you have faith and you're adding virtue, moral excellence. You have to have a standard. You're adding understanding or knowledge of things. We have to add self-control. And then today we're going to talk about adding perseverance. Adding perseverance. So there you are in 2 Peter chapter 1. I'm going to start at verse 1. But today... I've been reading from the New King James Version all of these weeks. I'm going to read to you, though, you have the authorized King James or the updated King James or the New King James or the Living Bible or the NIV or the NLT or the CEV, whatever you might have. I'm going to read this morning uh, from the contemporary English version, okay? Uh, you've got it. If you, don't, if you haven't heard it from the New King James, I have read it for the last four or five weeks from that. But listen to it this morning, and you can read along in your Bible or look up at the screen from this contemporary English version. It says, from verse 1, from Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to everyone who shares with us in the privilege of believing that our God and Savior, Jesus Christ, will do what is just and fair 
I pray that God will be kind to you and will let you live in perfect peace. May you keep learning more and more about God and our Lord Jesus. We have everything uh, we need uh, to live a life that pleases God. It was all given to us by God's own power. And we learned that he had in, invited us to share in his wonderful goodness. God made great and marvelous promises so that his nature would become part of us. That's why he gave us those promises. Then we could escape our evil desires and the corrupt influences of this world. So here's what he tells us to do. He says, do your best to improve your faith. Your faith, you own faith. If, you're, if you've given your life to the Lord Jesus Christ and you consider yourself saved and God knows you, then you have faith. He doesn't say add to your life faith. It says improve your faith. And it says you can do this by adding goodness, which is virtue, understanding, which is knowledge, self-control, which is self-control, Patience, which is perseverance, devotion to God, which is godliness, and concern for others, that's brotherly kindness, and love. If you keep growing in this way, it will show that what you know about our Lord Jesus Christ has made your lives useful and meaningful. In other words, he wants you to fulfill your purpose. But if you don't grow, you are like someone who is nearsighted or blind. You have forgotten that your past sins are forgiven. My friends, you must do all you can to show that God has really chosen and selected you. Make your calling and election sure. If you keep on doing this, you won't stumble and fall. Then our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ will give you a glorious welcome into his kingdom that will last Forever. I tell you uh, again, and I remind you, what really grabs me about this whole scripture, this whole passage of scripture, is the fact that Peter, the Holy Spirit through Peter says that if you do these things, if, 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 you, you, do, D-O, not D-E-W, not D-U-E, do, if you do these things, then you will never stumble, you will never fail, you will never fall, you'll never fall. And so these are principles and guidelines that must be adhered to in order to live a victorious life. It's not up to Satan. It's not up to Satan. <laughs> and honestly, I'm going to say this, take it for what it's worth, it's not up to God. In other words, he's done his part, is what I'm saying. I'm not saying God is sovereign. We know that. We've established that. God is sovereign. He can do what he wants, when he wants, how he wants, with whom he wants. We know that. God is sovereign. But I'm saying this morning that he's put some things, he's put the ball in your court, so to say. He's done his part. He's died on the cross. He shed his blood. Sins are forgiven. He's made a way for you to be victorious. Now, what you going to do? What you going to do? Come on. And I don't know about you, but some of us come to a point in life even as a young person, some of us come to a point in life where we kind of get tired of the same old thing over and over. You know, we, we kind of get tired of the same thing. I heard a great quote last night. Some of you know that I'm a pretty uh, avid sports fan. And, uh, you know, I've been here in Indiana for 
uh, maybe 25 years now, and so I'm, I got that Hoosier blood in me, of course, and, uh, but there's still some Buckeye blood that r- runs through my veins, you know, I'm from Ohio and all of that, and so, you know, football season, I love the Buckeyes, and basketball season, I love the Hoosiers. That's the best I can do, you know, it's, and so, um, but they both won yesterday, so I was happy about that. But uh, the the Buckeyes had a a tough game last night. They went into Happy Valley State College, Pennsylvania, which is where Penn State is. And uh, they got a real good team. And everybody was 110,000 people yelling and screaming. And it was just tough. And uh, at the end of the day, the Buckeyes won a very tough game. They had to come back and all of this. And I was listening to the Penn State coach talk. Uh, after the game and during his press conference, um, actually this morning, I was listening to it, James Franklin, and I so admire him uh, because he, he made a statement. He said, you know, our team, you know, our team has gone over the past number of years from being an average team to a good team to a great team. He said, make no mistake about it, we are a great team. He said, but we lost tonight to an elite team. And he said, one of the problems I see with our team is that we've gotten to be great, but we're satisfied with being great. And he said, that's on me. He said, I have to do everything I can to make sure that these young men understand that it's not okay to get to great and just be satisfied with being great. Glory to glory to glory. And I wonder sometimes if as Christians and as people, We accomplish things in our life and get to a certain point and get satisfied. And we're satisfied because it's great. How you doing? Great. How's everything in your life? Great. And you stop there. But how many know there's more? God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you can ask or think. His ways are so far above our ways. You know the scriptures we use as cliches, but they're still true. They're still true. God is unsearchable. He, the, he is not out in the universe. The universe is in him. He's so big. He never stops. He is in eternity. He's an eternal God. So there's more. There is more. We are not there yet. There is more. Paul even said it. I continue to press toward the mark. Uh, not that I have apprehended yet. So there is more. And there has to come a point in our life, even if you get to great, where you have to be tired of just being great. There's another level of elite that God wants to bring you to. And guess what? It's not you sitting back saying, okay, Lord, I accept it. Make me elite. (laughs) No, a bodybuilder doesn't become elite by sitting back and saying, make me elite. (laughs) Come on. An athlete doesn't become elite by sitting back. An educator doesn't become elite by sitting back. No, they have, to, they have to put the work in. Come on, there's things that you have to do and it's in your hands. So the question before you today is, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Are you going to add these things to your life? D-O, will you do it? Now, that is what God is imploring you this morning to do. You know, a, a person who's thirsty for milk doesn't just take a stool out in the middle of the field and sit there hoping that a cow backs up to him. Because I guarantee you it's not going to happen. You got to go get it. Let's get it. Come on. God is telling you this morning, let's get it. Let's go get it. Let's go get it. He wants you to have a victorious life. Victory. Remember that the definition of victory is defeating an enemy. There is an enemy that must be defeated or an opponent in battle or a game or other competition. Guess what? Guess who your greatest enemy is? 
Guess who your greatest enemy? Yeah, we would say, some would say, oh yeah, I know, Satan, that old devil. He is your enemy, but he's not your greatest enemy. He's already defeated, in fact. Thank you. You know who your greatest enemy is? It is you. <laughs> Me. I am my greatest enemy. Where is the kingdom of God? Does anybody know where Jesus said it is now? It's in you. And the violent take it by force. If I'm going to take the kingdom, where am I going to take it? I'm not going out there. I'm not going to fight you or you. Right here. Oh, that's good now. Come on. You are your greatest enemy. And victory is an act of defeating an enemy. You must defeat the flesh. We have victory over all of these things. God has given us victory. This fifth key, I really believe, will help us to get over the line. This fifth key, perseverance. Here's what perseverance means. Perseverance means steadfastness in doing something. Now watch this now. In doing something despite difficulty or delay in achieving success. Continuation of something, watch, usually to an exceptional degree. You want to be elite. I'm not good with just being great. To an exceptional degree or beyond the desired point. You must go further. I mean, if you did uh, eight bench presses last time, well, today you got to do ten. Come on, we got to go further. You got to do more. This, this, this Greek word here, uh, hippomene, uh, simply means uh, to persist in a state or enterprise or undertaking uh, something in spite of counter-influences or opposition. How many know that as Christians you find yourself in this world with counter-influences and opposition? Come on. Or discouragement. You keep going despite all of these things. Let me just give you quickly five things about perseverance. Perseverance also means patience. Patience goes along with perseverance, doesn't it? You have to be patient. Perseverance, number one, takes patience. It takes patience. Turn over with me to Hebrews 10, 36. I don't have it on the board, so if you have your Bible or you got your device, just flip over there to Hebrews 10, 36. And we need to understand that if we're going to persevere, you, you can't persevere for one day and say, boy, I really persevered. No, that was one day. <laughs> That's not called perseverance. That's just called going to sleep and waking up. That's all you did. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to persevere, it takes more than that. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 36. If you got it, shout, got it. Okay. Most people got it. It says, for ye have need of patience, that after ye have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. For ye have need of patience, that after ye have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. Let me give you a couple of other versions. The NIV says, and it's, it's, the NIV almost sounds like your mama talking to you. It said, you need to persevere. <laughs> So that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. You need to persevere. That's what you need to do. The NLV, New Living Version, says you must be willing to wait without giving up. See, there's a lot of people who wait, but they give up. Well, yeah, it'll come, but I, I ain't really excited about it. We'll just see if it happens. See, really, in your spirit, you've given up. 
You still consider yourself waiting, but it says you must be willing to wait without giving up. After you have done what God wants you to do, that's what you should be concentrating on, not what others are doing. After you have done what God wants you to do, God will give you what he promised you. Watch the New Living Translation. Listen to this. It says, patient endurance is what you need now. That's what you need now. So that you will continue to do God's will, then you will receive what he has promised. In the Living Bible, you need to keep on patiently doing God's will if you want him to do for you what he promised. You need perseverance. Not just, it's not a suggestion, well, it might be a good idea for you to, have, to be patient. Might be a good idea to persevere. No, he's telling us you need it. You have to have it. You must persevere. Nothing happens typically overnight. Some things do. There are some suddenlies. Come on. We can talk about that. There's some suddenlies. Suddenly, they were on the other side of the lake. Suddenly, there are some suddenlies. But for the most part, if you go through life and you live any amount of time, you'll understand that you don't plant a seed one day and receive the harvest the very next day. Most of the time, it, unless somebody already has a job for you and they have you in mind and they just need you to fill out the application for the job, most of the time you don't fill out a job application today and get called into work tomorrow, most of the time. Most of the time you fill out an application and they put it on the pile with all the other applications and they sort through it and get back to you. Come on now. Most of the time, caterpillars don't turn into butterflies overnight. I've never seen it. Caterpillars don't turn into butterflies overnight. And sand doesn't turn into pearls in one day. You know, sand that's in an oyster can take anywhere from one year to 20 years to turn into a pearl. But it's well worth it once it's done that. For coal to turn into diamond, it takes time and pressure. Time and pressure. You need perseverance. You need patience. Now, do you understand what uh, the writer of Hebrews is telling us when he says you need to persevere? You need it. I've never seen someone get pregnant one day and have the baby the next day. Or if they do, it's a, it's a bad situation. Come on. But I've never seen come to full term, get pregnant one day and come to full term the next day. Have you? I don't know. I've never seen it. It doesn't happen. But let me tell you something. You, take this to heart, you are being worked into something that is so much more magnificent than diamonds or pearls or anything that you consider of value. You're being worked into that, and that's why you must persevere. You must have God's word in your mouth at all times, and you must endure until the end. You must. Perseverance takes patience. Number two, perseverance, believe it or not, Perseverance equips you for battle. Turn over with me to Romans. You're in the New Testament there. Turn over to Romans chapter 5. Did you know that as you get ready for battle, if you would put on some perseverance, you, you've won half the battle. You've won half the battle. It takes some perseverance. Look at Romans chapter 5, beginning at verse 1. Paul told the Romans, he said, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we also have access by faith 
into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance and perseverance character and character hope. In other words, come at me, bro. Give me your best shot because I got perseverance. I can make it through. That's the resolve that you have to have. That's what it means when it says we glory. It's not that you look, oh, please persecute me. It's not that you're looking for persecution. It's going to happen. <laughs> you know, you'll be talked about, offended. The enemy's going to throw things at you. Don't, you don't have to worry about that part. We're not looking for anything. But we must understand that there is a spiritual battle, and our part in that spiritual battle is to have patience and have perseverance and even glory. Give God glory in the midst of tribulation. Only in the crucible of negative circumstances do you know that faith really works. That's when you know that it's, it's easy for faith to work when everything is going well. When you're receiving a paycheck, I just, I just have faith that I was going to get paid Friday. Well, I guess you did. You worked the last two weeks and you're supposed to get paid Friday. But I mean in the crucible of negativity and you're able to persevere, now you can say yes. Faith works. Faith works. Perseverance doesn't do you any good until you are in the throes of battle. That's when it's really tested. Again, of course, we don't, we don't, we'd rather not have battle, but it comes with the territory. Battle comes with the territory. We don't invite the enemy in. However, listen, here's what I want to tell you. Here's, what I'm, here's the point I'm getting at with this one. You do not need to be a person that hides from the enemy or hides from circumstances or worries. That, oh, this circumstance may come, uh, you know, what, what, maybe if I don't say anything, uh, you know, uh, it, it won't come. It, you know, he won't talk about me. Maybe if I avoid. No, you're a Christian. You're the, you are kings and queens. You are kings and priests. You are sons and daughters of the most high, most holy God. Come on, the one who has victory over the enemy and who has overcome the world. You, you, are, you have his DNA. You don't need to hide from anybody. You can go proudly into the battle knowing that if God be for you, come on, who can be against you? James 1 and 2 says, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience or perseverance. It helps you to not give up. If you put or add, add perseverance, add it to yourself. Number three. It's not perseverance unless you endure to the end. I mean, if you persevere for three days, uh, you, you can do, you've done something. You can say, well, I, I, I persevered for three days, uh, so that's good enough. But it's not good enough. It's not perseverance unless you make it. Perseverance endures to, that's what, that's, to me, that's the definition of perseverance. The definition is enduring till the end. All the way to the end. I can make it through. What about you? Come on. Come on, devil. What about you? We can, keep, we can continue to battle. Huh? You might have won one. You might have won some, but you just lost one. Come on. I'm moving forward. I'm going to continue on. It endures to the end. 
Hebrews 6.10, I won't even have you turn there. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 10 says this, For God is not unjust to forget your work and labor of love, which you have shown toward his name, in that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. He says, And we desire that each one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end, that you do not become sluggish, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promise. For when God makes a promise to Abraham, come on, when he made that promise to Abraham, he could swear by no one greater. He swore by himself saying, now watch, watch this, listen. He said, surely I will bless you and in multiplying I will multiply you and, watch key word here, and so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. Somebody say after. After he had patiently endured. You got to endure to the end. Come on. This is not for the faint-hearted or the weak in spirit. Come on. Now your flesh is weak, but the spirit. Come on. The spirit. Because you got the spirit of God in you. You can make it to the end. Can I just tell you, if you don't get anything else this morning, can I just tell you, you can make it to the end. Because God is for you. He is for you and not against you. And I know it's by now a cliche in some circles, but he is, he is not mad at you. He's madly in love with you. He will correct you because he's madly in love with you. He's madly in love with you. God is for you. You can do this. You can make it. You fall down, get back up. You can do this. Don't stay down. You're a, know who you are. You are a Christian. I am Michael Carter Jesus. I'm part of the family. I got the name. I've got pedigree. You've got pedigree. You've got his DNA. You are a son, a daughter of the most high. I don't care what's come against you. I don't care how many times you've failed or fallen before. That was yesterday. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. We're going to move forward. We're going to advance. Come on. The, the gates of hell can't stop what we're bringing. And Jesus told Peter that. Come on, on this rock, on this revelation that I am the Messiah, I will build my church and the gates of Hades, the gates of hell cannot withstand it. They can build some gates. <laughs> Come on, they can build some gates, but we coming. We coming. Come on, we Christians and we're coming. And you can't withstand us. You can do this thing. So persevere to the end. Abraham did not obtain the promise until after he patiently endured, though God told him at the beginning, you have the promise. You have God's word and you have your faith. Patiently endure. Two more. Patience and perseverance dispels worry. It dispels worry. If you are added to your life, you'll find that you'll stop having anxiety and stop worrying. Sometimes we worry and we're anxious about things, but we just need to understand we need to put on perseverance. What does that mean? That means when we add it, we know going in. This, this might take some time, but I'm ready. I know. I, I'm, I'm ready for it. I know I might get offended. I know that you might talk about me. I know I might get my feelings hurt. I know I might get my heart broken. I understand all those things going in, but guess what? The Almighty God is with me and I'm coming. <laughs> I'm coming. That's not going to stop me. Heartbreak is not going to stop me. Offense is not going to stop me. None of those things are going to stop me. Know it going in. Add to your life. Add to your faith. 
add to your virtue, add to your knowledge, add to your self-control, add to those things, perseverance. I've got a moral excellency. I've got some understanding. I'm able to get a hold of myself now. Now I'm going to stand my ground and persevere. Persevere. It gets rid of worry. Philippians 4, 6, and 7. You know it. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything. How many things? Everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, make your requests be made known to God. And... The peace of God, come on, that surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. Listen to it in the Living Bible. The Living Bible puts it this way. It says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. Tell God your needs. And don't forget to thank him for the answers. That's faith. Come on. If you do this, you will experience God's peace, which is far more wonderful than the human mind can even understand. His peace will keep your thoughts and your hearts quiet and at rest as you trust in Christ Jesus. How many know that there's some times in our life when we need some peace? We need, in our own mind, in our own mind, we need some peace and quiet. <laughs> Sometimes, I don't know about you, maybe that's just me. Maybe I need to talk to somebody about it, but I know sometimes in my mind, there's some stuff going on, and I need to say, quiet! Y'all, y'all need to be quiet up in there. I need some peace. I need, I need somebody to be quiet. <laughs> I just want to think. And you know what happens to me when I'm getting ready to go to sleep? <laughs> or in the middle of the night. I wake up, use the bathroom, get back in the bed, say, I got to go back to sleep. It's 3 a.m., and all people start talking. All kind of images and all kind of stuff. And I say, quiet! I'm going to sleep. <laughs> Sometimes we need to stand up like Jesus. Peace be still. We need to speak to it. Peace be still. Perseverance will do this for you. Add perseverance. It'll do it. Worrying yourself. It, worrying yourself, I'll tell you this. It doesn't take away the cares of tomorrow. Worrying yourself won't do that. But I'll tell you what it will do. It'll drain you of the strength for today. I'm going to say that again. Worrying yourself won't take away the cares of tomorrow, but it will drain you of your strength for today. And we won't, don't want to be drained for our strength, of our strength. And lastly, number five, perseverance puts you in control. Perseverance puts you in control. I'm going to have you turn here. Turn to Luke 21. Last scripture. Turn to Luke chapter 21. Because you might not believe me, and I understand that. I might not believe me sometimes either, but, uh, you, you know, you, you might believe Peter sometimes, but sometimes maybe you don't. Maybe you believe James, I don't know. Uh, sometimes you believe Paul because he wrote most of the New Testament. And this is Jesus, so you got to believe him. Come on now. Jesus said in Luke chapter 21, verse 19, by your patience, in other words, by your endurance, by your perseverance, possess your souls. By your perseverance, by your patience, possess your soul. You know what your soul is. It's your will, your desire, your human intellect, all of your emotions. Paul put it this way. He, he heard what Jesus said, uh, by my perseverance, I need to possess my soul. And then Paul put it this way. He said, stop being anxious. We just read it. Be anxious for nothing. And you know what? Don't, don't yell at someone else and tell them to stop being anxious. Look in the mirror. Stop being anxious. Be anxious for nothing, but by your perseverance, possess. Take, that means take charge of. You take charge of your own self. 
your own will, your own desires, your human intellect, and your emotion. Speak the word of God. There is nothing like faith. <laughs> Come on. The just shall live by it. That means that we, every day, we think it, we speak it. It's how we act. There are corresponding actions to go along with it. Possess your souls. By your perseverance, you possess your souls. You possess, when we're talking about victorious living, living without failing, living without falling, living without stumbling, then the most important thing for you to possess is yourself. It's the most important thing for you to possess is not the knowledge. I wonder why he put this after knowledge and after self-control. The most important thing for you to possess as you persevere is yourself. Not money. Who, who, I need more money. Uh, I need to possess human knowledge. I need the latest gadget. All those things are great, and you do want all those things. I understand that. But the most important thing, see, those things don't do you any good unless you possess yourself. You need to possess your own soul. And so God is telling you this morning, have perseverance added to yourself. Amen.